Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey friends, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and as I said last week, I'm back this week with my friend Tyler. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. So Tyler Crabtree, he is the youth pastor at our Mustang location. Tyler, how long how long have you been on staff at Life Church? Yeah, absolutely. So I started off doing the full-time internship at our Oklahoma City nice. campus back in 2015. And then I was the associate youth pastor at Edmond and then came here. And so total time on the team is coming up on eight years. Nice. And then how long at Mustang? Almost six years here in just a couple okay. months. Almost six years there at the same campus, man. I know that the I know that the Mustang leaders and Mustang community love you, and I know that you have a huge influence in that community, partly as a result of the fact that you have stayed planted there and continued to invest. And so thankful for your leadership and influence in that community. Thankful for, of course, for your family's influence in that community. I'm really excited today to talk about something that I think you bring that is really unique. Now, not unique in the way that it's that like you're the only person alive that that does this well, but unique in the way that it's something I think we would all like to do well. And we don't, we just don't necessarily know how. I think it would be fair to say that every person listening is passionate about something. So I don't know what, but like, you know, if you're not passionate about anything, come on, man. Like, you're passionate about something, right? It might be that you're passionate about the color blue. I don't know, but you're probably passionate about something. And then I also think it's fair to say that you should be passionate about Switch. If you serve in Switch, right? If you're a part of our youth ministry, man, it it's our hope that that you're passionate about it, that you're passionate about reaching students, that you're passionate about students knowing Jesus. The thing, though, that is unique about Tyler and some like him is that when you meet Tyler, you know he's passionate. Whereas sometimes we might meet someone and and maybe they could be passionate about something. We just don't really see it right away. Maybe it doesn't jump out and stand out. And for sure, we wouldn't say it's contagious. But I think that with Tyler, his passion genuinely is contagious. And so, Tyler, I had you on specifically for this reason, because I know from personal experience that your passion is contagious, that when people are around you, man, it's hard not to want to run through a wall because you you just get people jacked up and excited, but it's not out of some type of like big hoorah speech. It's out of genuine care and genuine passion for the ministry, genuine passion for the kingdom. And so I just, I don't even know where we begin. I think part of what I'd love for you to do though, is just help us begin to understand how you got to where you are today. It might be that it's part of your story growing up. I don't know, but but we would love to hear what it is. Yeah, man. Well, I grew up in church and I remember that like probably most of us, I made some mistakes. And the church that I was in was kind of like that traditional model. There was one youth pastor and then however many students he had, you know, he made 20 20 students, 50, 100 students, whatever. And um, ours was 
kind of in that 75 to 100 range of students and one youth pastor. And so um, I have always put a lot of pressure on myself to not fail and to always succeed. I was good at sports, so I was always a part of sports and I always wanted to be the best version of me that I could be. And so I always set the bar really high. And so when it came to being a Christian, I set the bar high, too high, where it was unattainable. I didn't understand that I didn't have to be perfect. And so yeah. when I failed, I was so embarrassed and so scared to actually admit that I messed up and talk to somebody about it that I never did. I would use the excuse of like, oh man, well, my youth pastor, he's got 75 other students to talk to, so he, he ain't got time to talk to me or, or he doesn't want to talk to me. Or I would psych myself out because I, was, I didn't want to admit that I'd messed up and, and let him know that... Right me who I'm always trying to be perfect and want everybody to think is perfect had messed up and had failed. Um, and so because of that, for several years, I would just bottle up all my failures. I wouldn't talk about them. I wouldn't tell anybody about them. And I just put up this front that I was perfect and that I was doing everything right. And man, when I got to college and I started serving and switch at the Edmond campus, um, that was when I fell in love with the model that we do. Um, and that is one of the reasons why I am, I'm so thankful for small group leaders and why yeah. I'm so thankful that now as the youth pastor, when I show up here at the campus on a Wednesday night and it's not just me and my students, but it's me and, you know, depending on what campus you're at, you know, 50, 40, 60, like 80 other right. leaders there with you as a team serving and, 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 impacting and influencing this next generation, you know, because I 100% believe that if I would have went to switch when I was in high school, I would have had a good enough relationship with my small group leader that I would have went to my small group leader, not at switch. Right. I would, I'd have been too embarrassed, not in the <laughs> middle of small group, but after switch one night or, or called them and said, Hey, can we right. go meet up? Or, hey, can I come over? Because our small group leaders build those relationships with our students. And so, man, that is, that's one of the things that I just love so much about Switch is that, is, is that I know, man, I have students that are building relationships with leaders that they can bring their questions to, that they can bring their failures to, and they can ask them. And, and I'm okay. I've had to learn that and be okay with students aren't always going to come to me. Because right. they're going to feel the exact same way I did when I was in high school. Embarrassed. I don't want to go to my youth pastor. I don't want my youth pastor to feel like I failed them. But I'm going to go to my small group leader because I have that relationship with them. And I know right. that my small group leaders that I'm getting to serve with every single week and at all of our campuses listening to this podcast are doing that same exact thing. And they're getting to build that relationship so students will come to them. Because I love that phrase, students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And they know we care by building relationships with them. And so, man, that's just, I, I don't know. I hope that answers your question, but that's thats just a part of it for me. I think that the fact that you are able to tie back to, you know, growing up and feeling like, what well, kind of feeling like that was the missing piece? You know, like when you're talking about youth ministry, you were talking about not feeling that you could go to that youth pastor. Well, the missing piece for you was that you needed a small group leader. You needed somebody that wasn't on a pedestal necessarily. You right. needed somebody that was in conversation with you daily. 
Like that was that, that you knew this person's on my team. I know them and they know mm-hmm. me and they're in my life and they know what's going on and they've got my back. And so I love that you share that because I think it's something that many people listening right now, you're going, well, I'm doing that. Like I'm here, I'm a switch leader, I'm present. And, and that must mean that at least the very first step, the very first thing I'm doing, I'm providing. So Mm -hmm. this is the part that I think sets you apart. Me saying I'm passionate, but you being able to tell I'm passionate sometimes are different things, right? They yeah. don't, it, it's not my, my, uh, my posture or my attitude or my face or my, my words, even my, the excitement that I'm carrying doesn't always tell the same story of passion. It's just not always there. But with you, it seems that when people show up on Wednesday night, Tyler's ready. Like you're excited and you're so ready for them to be there. And you're so focused on each individual that you get to have a conversation with. And I've heard you share stories about life change and and students' lives who have been, been impacted by Switch. I've heard you share lots of stories, actually, over the years about things like that. And man, when you do, that's when your voice changes. Like you get really fired up and you then, of course, have the opportunity to share that with other people. What I'm wondering, though, is how much of that is you having to be really, really intentional? So in other words, is it just like, well, yeah, it just naturally happens. I just show up to switch and I'm just jacked. Like I just I just <laughs> show up, man, and I'm just always just ready to be here. Or is there something else in you that you that you're actually having to be intentional with, like how you're carrying yourself? Yeah, that's a great question, Josh. So uh, the answer is yes. You mentioned stories that's a lot of it. You know, for me, it's uh, one of those is baptism weekend. I am so thankful that we do baptism weekend about every three months right. because about every three months I get to see students like Brantley who got in the pool this last baptism and baptized Caden, one of his friends who is in his switch group. And so when I get to stand outside that pool and I get to see a student baptizing another student because that student invited him to come to switch and then invited him to come to a small group and then has been with him by his side throughout Caden's process of raising his hand and giving his life to Christ and then making the decision to go public with his faith, getting to see that and know that story and hear that story, like that is something that just refuels me. I I mean, because I'm just being honest. If I if I didn't know about that, like I would I would be empty. You know, it's kind of like you know, like a a car, right? Like you can fill your tank up, but if you don't keep filling it up, well, eventually your car's not going to work. And and that's the same thing for us. And 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 in the topic of passion, you know, finding out what is going to refuel you or recharge that passion to keep you going to get to where you want to be. Because if we didn't have those things happening in our life, then well, hey, cool, yeah, you may be a super passionate person for a year, well, and then you're then you're going to be done if you're not finding those things to recharge you and refuel you and refuel that passion. And so, yeah, baptism weekend, man, that's one of those for me, getting to see that happen and see small group leaders baptize students and and getting to see parents baptize kids and, and just whatever that is, man, like those stories, you know, when students come up and, and introduce me to a friend that they've been inviting and they finally showed up to switch. 
and mm. and I'm invested because that student's been telling me about so-and-so that they keep inviting and keep inviting and keep inviting. And then when they finally show up, it's like, oh my goodness, like, okay, God, I see what you're doing. Like, I see the resilience. Right. I see you showing up. I see you, you know, bringing this person that we've been praying for and that we've been expecting to show up. And they finally did. It's just getting to see those, man, those little things and those little stories and, and big stories that show up that just keep refueling me. And so personally, that's what does it for me. And so I try to do a good job of making sure that I'm asking for stories that I'm talking to small group leaders, that I'm yep. talking to students, that I am am doing those things so that I can find out what all is going on. Because, I mean, just being honest, last year was really hard for me. And last year, I noticed towards the end of the year, I, I didn't feel like myself. Like you talking about like, you know, me being a very passionate person at the end of the year, I didn't feel that way. Um, and what I realized was is because I wasn't refueling myself. I did not do a good job last year of, of constantly going out and asking for stories and talking to students and talking to leaders and, and getting to know what all was going on. And so, man, I think that, that making sure as a leader that we are getting to know what's going on in the ministry, knowing your small group stories, but knowing other people's stories. And, and for those of you that are on the host team or serve on hospitality or parking or a greeter or, or cover two that doesn't lead a small group, that you're going and talking to other leaders in Switch, going and talking to the youth pastor at your campus and building relationships with students in that hangout time or after Switch is over so that you can get to know what is going on in students' lives and the stories that are coming out of your campus and your ministry to, to keep you going. This is what I'm hearing. Each of those decisions that we know are big decisions. So like a kid getting baptized is a big decision. A kid accepting Christ is a big decision. But in truth, we see students raise their hand every week. And if we're not careful, we could let that become normalized. We could yes. just decide like, oh yeah, well, I mean, that just happens. When instead we should be going, oh my gosh, did I really just get to be a part of this again? Like, did I get to see a kid accept Christ at another week of switch? Like, did I yes. just get to see that again? And the other thing that you you mentioned, you talked about a friend baptizing another friend, and we could hear that story and go, man, that's like that's a great story. Like, I I love that this student influenced his friend to the point that he got that opportunity to baptize his friend. But you take it the next step and you're like, okay, but what? there's more to that. It's not just like I, I just looked and saw this kid baptize this other kid. There's more to the story. How did mm -hmm. they get there? Well, he his friend didn't even come to switch. He got his friend to church. And as a result, man, his friend accepted Christ and got baptized. That's a big deal. Yes. And I think that I think that if we're not careful, we could find ourselves just looking and going, oh, that one kid got baptized by that other kid. And, uh, that's, and that's great, mm -hmm. but we would stop and we'd miss all the good stuff that happened in between to yeah. lead up to that. And so it, I don't know what it may be. And those of you that are listening, I don't know what it may be in your life. This may be something you're really great at, or it could be something that you go, you know what? I don't have a lot of stories. And usually guys, when we don't have a lot of stories that we're hearing, usually it's because we're not making time for them. Mm -hmm. Like really at my campus at, at Northwest Oklahoma City, we 
we went through a year in 2021. By the end of the year, I sat down with with Gary Stice, which is now a, a youth pastor at another location, Midwest City. But he was at our campus at the time. And I sat down and I said, man, we're not hearing stories. And, and if I'm not hearing stories, it makes me wonder what's, what's the spiritual intensity of our campus right now? Like what's the spiritual intensity of our ministry? Because I'm not hearing stories. And we realized we just, we just weren't creating a space for them. And so we started doing a huddle at the very end of the night for anybody that wanted to come and share stories. They didn't have to come to it, but if they wanted, they could. And man, I'm just telling you some of the best stories that I get to hear for sure the best ones I get to hear all week, but some of the best ones I get to hear all year happen in that huddle. And, and it's stories I would never, ever know about. And so at your campus, it might not be that you have a huddle where you're getting to continue to be refueled. Like it might not be that there's like this post-leader huddle and that's not bad. It's not, that's not something every campus is supposed to do. That's not the point. The point is that if you're not hearing stories, you might want to start asking for them. Like truly, just just get together with two or three other leaders and say, hey, what's going on in your group? And sometimes what's going on isn't good. It might actually be that they're going through some really hard stuff. And instead of hearing a story of getting to celebrate that a kid got baptized, you might be having to talk about how you've got a student who absolutely believes that God is not real and it's breaking your heart. And guess what? Instead of celebrating it, you then get to lock arms and pray with somebody and believe that you're going to celebrate down the road. Sometimes it's the stuff that we're going through that makes us the most passionate. Yep. Absolutely. We get to be fueled by the outcome of stories. And so we have to make sure that we're hearing the successes. But honestly, sometimes the grind can create as much of the passion as anything. It's knowing I have to do this. I cannot give up on them. People didn't give up on me and I'm not going to give up on them. And it's thinking about different passions you have in your life and going, man, what is it about that? How did I become passionate about that? You could look at a sport and go, how did I become passionate about football? Well, you watched it a lot or you played it a lot. You were involved in it. You knew the stats. You got to know the players. You learned a little bit about the coaches and the teams. And over time, you became passionate about it. It didn't just happen. You actually invested yourself in it. And so for us to become passionate about anything, passionate to the point that our passion is contagious, it's going to require us to truly ask questions, share stories, be transparent, be vulnerable, but put in the work. Tyler, as we're wrapping this up, is there anything that we haven't shared that you just would kind of want to close out or make sure that you share with our team? Man, I just want to say thank you to every single leader that serves in Switch. Thank you for investing your time to do what it is you do, because I know that students all across the world are being impacted by that, and students are being closer to Jesus, taking those steps to be more like Christ because of you. And so, man, I just want to say thank you so much for your time, your commitment, your investment. You are making a difference. And what I love about Switch and our team is I know that every single Wednesday night, I get to lock arms with 40-something locations, and we get to rob hell, we get to grow heaven, and we get to kick Satan in the face, and we get to lead students to be fully devoted followers of Christ. And I'm so thankful that I get to do that with each and every one of you.
Come on, Tyler Crabtree. Listen, if you guys aren't jacked up right now, you need to hit rewind and listen to him again. We get to do this. We love that we get to do this. And so think about each student in your small group. Think about the students that you see coming through the doors and ask yourself, do they have an advocate in their life? Do they have somebody that is fighting against the darkness of hell to make sure that they are in heaven one day? We get to be a part of something that is so incredibly special. We love you guys. Thank you for caring enough about Switch, about our students, and about your own growth as a follower of Jesus that you're even listening right now. Thank you that you are listening to a podcast. You're taking time from your week and from your day because you want to be better and you want to think about ways that will improve you to become a closer follower of Jesus and a better leader in youth ministry. We love you guys. And as always, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.